We hope you enjoyed this message from Church on the Lake by Pastor Mike Hooper. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 16. Tonight, we're going to talk about how do we access the mind of Christ so that we can think like God? How do we access the mind of Christ so that we can think like God? You know, it almost sounds funny to say, I want to think like God, but man, the more I study, the more I realize just how powerful this is and how that we are called to have the mind of Christ. So this is Renewing the Mind, part three. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 through 16. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages, before the ages For our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. That's Old Testament right there. I want you to hear the next word, but, okay? Those three-letter words uh, are so powerful. Many times you hear New Testament Christians saying, eyes not seen, nor ear is heard, nor is it entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And we stop. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. I want everyone to hear that. Don't say that anymore. God has revealed it by His Spirit. Eye has now seen, ear has heard, and it has entered into the heart of man the thing which God has prepared for those who love Him. So, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, hear this, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Remember before you were saved and how everything seemed so wacko tobacco? I mean... What, what are these Christians even saying? 
That's why the world looks at us and shakes their head like, what's, what's wrong with these people? Because the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Now there's a lot to unpack there and we'll keep unpacking these verses over the weeks ahead. But I I wanted to lead off with that verse because we're talking about how do we access the mind of Christ so that we can think like God. Just a quick read of that, immediately we hear by the Spirit of God. So when we talk about that when you get saved, right, it takes the Holy Spirit, you're, you're filled with the Spirit, you get saved. But we've also talked about how that we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's that work of the Spirit in our lives. So the Spirit is in us, it's moving in us, and the Spirit is what helps us to access the mind of Christ. Now, as we've been working through this study, we took great efforts to talk about what our need, why did we need salvation? Why did we need salvation? And we talked about the fall and how that Adam and Eve had fallen from grace. They had fallen into sin. And it wasn't so much that they had committed sin and done activities. It was that they literally became sin. Their nature became sin. And when they sinned, they died. It's so important that we understand that what God's word said was true. In that day, you shall surely die. And they did. And it's so important. It's so important to get that in your understanding that the fall was Adam and Eve dying and their spirit died and they were no longer connected to God. They were sinners. And we needed salvation. And it was at that point in the garden that God immediately gives them the promise in Genesis 3.15 that he would come and that he would save them. Adam had been a triune being, body, mind, and spirit. He'd been made in the image of God. But now he no longer was connected to God in the spirit. And so he was a body and a mind, a body and a soul. And that's why we must be born again. So when people say, what's the big deal about being born again? If you don't get born again, you're dead. So when you're born again, then that spirit comes back to life. You are born again. You're reconnected to God. You now have that direct line and connection by the spirit of God. And you are born again. And you're bound for heaven. In fact, your eternity begins the moment you're born again. Then we talked about what's the difference between salvation and saving our souls because of the verse in James 1.21, where it talked about laying aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. And, and we, as we looked at that, we realized soul, that word souls there was not about getting born again or being saved. It was about renewing your mind. It was about 
uh, renewing who you are in God and, and growing in the word of God. Because your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Go to 1 Peter chapter 2. And I just want to bring another scripture in uh, that's kind of a partner of James 121. So 1 Peter 2, 22 through 23. And I would encourage you, uh, Judy talked about just a few moments ago, I've been talking about meditating. You know, keep these scriptures in front of you. Meditate on them. Let them come alive in your spirit. Uh, James 121 is one that has really helped me to understand what God is doing inside of me and my mind, my will, and my emotions. 1 Peter 2, 22 and 23. Since you have purified your souls... There's that word, since you have purified your souls. So let me just stop right there because we're learning. We're here to learn. When we say we're purifying our souls, we're talking about our mind, our will, and our emotions. So when we're meditating on the word, that word is purifying our mind, our will, and our emotions. How do we do that? In obeying the truth, through the Spirit. So there it is. The Spirit is alive in us, and now it obeys the truth, and the truth now begins to renew our minds. It begins to purify our soul. It purifies our mind, our will, our emotions. So let me read it again. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit, and here's Liz's word, in sincere love of the brethren. See how that's connected there? You see, part of obeying the word is to love. Now, if you, if you did any kind of Bible reading program this year where you read through the Bible, I know that you just read 1 John a few days ago, right? Because you're in Revelation today, um, you're, you're, tomorrow you'll finish the book of Revelation and you'll finish the Bible. If you did any kind of reading program, 1 John was just a few days ago. And I don't know about you, but when I read 1 John, it was very convicting because it kept talking about if you don't love, basically you're not saved. Wow. Love. Love. So obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren. Here it is again. Love one another fervently with a pure heart. Here's the other word. And be having been born again, not of a corruptible seed, which Adam had, but of an incorruptible, which is Christ, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now, I could sell you this scripture right here because this is so good. You could live on this for 2021, right? Notice, it's 22-23. <laughs> so it's going to get you through 21. And you already got through 20. But 1 Peter 2, 22-23. Let this be a, a word for you this year. That is so good. So your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then we talked about biblical meditation. And on Sunday, when I preached the message on overcoming in 21, I'm actually going to preach my message based on biblical meditation. Who is God in the text? When we look at our text at a haggy eye on Sunday morning, we're going to say, who is God in the text? What is the text teaching me about God? 
So when you're meditating, you need to take a moment and say, what is, what is this text teaching me about God? If you were meditating on 1 Peter 2, 22 and 23, you can look at that and say, what is the text teaching me about God? Then when you meditate, you're saying, what has God done for me in the text? On Sunday, when we talk about overcoming 21, we're going to see what he said in Haggai that he's done for us. Third, who am I in the text? What is the text teaching me about my identity? What is my identity in the text? (laughs) Boy, I saw it in that one that we just read. And then finally, what does he want me to do? What must I obey? Now, what I just shared, those four things, if you will look at the word of God this year, 21, I know we still have two days, but or one more full day, Tomorrow is Penelope Pancake's birthday. She can be five. <laughs> yeah. I was with my other five-year-old uh, this morning. She's got the big, beautiful eyes, Monique, and her middle name is Evangeline, which means proclaimer of good news, right? So every time I look into her eyes, I just see that proclaimer of good news. Okay, so for 2021, every time that you look at the word of God. Start asking yourself those questions because in asking yourself those questions, the word is gonna come alive to you. How do you get super fed in 21? Meditation. Meditate on the word. Don't go for volume this year. Go for substance. Go for the, the bits and pieces and let the text come alive in your spirit. I'm, I'm saying this because that's my commitment this year to study in the word of God is to take less amounts and get it deeper inside, to get it deeper in me, to, to do what Joshua said, meditate therein day and night, and therein you shall find success. So I, I'm believing for that this year in my own life, and I want to encourage all of you. So when we live as a triune being, going back to Adam, when before the fall, he was a body, a soul, and a spirit. When we live as a triune being, which we are after we're born again, we have access to things that others do not have that is beyond this world. So if you remember just a few moments ago, the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit for their foolishness to him. But when you get saved, the light bulb comes on, you're born again, And now you understand spiritual things. And it happens just like that. When you get saved, it's like, what? You know, it just happens so quickly. I was just a 16-year-old kid. I didn't know nothing about the Bible. Now, granted, I went to church two times every year, Christmas and Easter, for 16 years. I didn't know nothing. But when I got saved, the word immediately began to come to life to me. Because the spirit man was alive, it began to open my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions to what I was now tapping into from the other world. Man, the other world is really trying to come into this this service tonight. Here's what Paul says about it. When in... um, What we read in our text, if we can go back there to verse 7 in 2 Corinthians, 
excuse me, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. In 1 Corinthians 4, verse 1, it says this. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Hear that. 1 Corinthians 4.1, because Paul says we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards, I want you to pick that up, stewards of the mysteries of God. I just love this thought. We steward the intellectual properties of God. In the world that we live today, if if you go to work for somebody and you're learning all this stuff, you have all of their intellectual properties, you go take another job, (laughs) guess what? You can't use none of that there. You signed a contract. I won't take any of this intellectual property to my next place of employment. But with God, he is downloading his intellectual properties into you all the time, and you are stewards of that. You are, whoo, you are stewards of that. No wonder Elijah said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Whoo. So you are a steward of the intellectual properties of God. So every time you get a download from the scriptures, you're a steward of that, and you are to use that to minister not only to your own spirit, so that you're thinking like God, but to share with others so that they're growing with you in the things of God. And it says that this is hidden from unbelievers. But for believers, Proverbs 25.2 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, that's to the unbelievers, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. And you are kings and priests. So you're to search out a matter. You're to dig in. And that's why I say this year, don't take so much volume as depth. Grow in the depth of the word this year. Meditate in the word of God. And from there, you begin to think like God because you're tapping in to the spirit of God that taps in to the very presence of the Lord. All right, bow your heads with me. We won't miss any of this study. I won't leave any of it behind. We'll pick up right where we left off and we'll go from there. Father, I am so thankful that you are depositing the intellectual properties of your spirit into us right now. And you're going to ask us to steward that so that we begin to think and access the mind of Christ so that we think like God. Lord, Anywhere in my life right now where I'm not thinking like you, that's stinking thinking. Lord, fill it with your thoughts. Fill me with your thinking. Fill me with thoughts that lead me to victory, that lead me to overcoming, that lead me to prosperity, that lead me to blessing, that lead me to healing, that lead me to health. I pray, Father, that tonight 
you will take this word and the testimonies that were shared and that you will allow us, God, to end this year in victory as we move into a new year to overcome in 21. We thank you, Father, for your grace that has been sufficient and will be sufficient for us in the future. I pray a blessing now over everyone that's here. Keep us safe as we travel through this rain on our way homes. And we just pray that your love, grace, and mercy will keep us, Lord. We're coming into a big week, Lord, with the week of prayer in the Bible. And I just pray that you'll help us to fill up all of our slots, Lord. I pray that you'll help us to really get in and seek your face. And that the sound of heaven will keep pouring out, except when we're out by the fire. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. May you as a son or daughter of the Father know the true love of Jesus Christ and understand your true identity as a royal member of his family. If you live in Polk, San Jacinto, or Trinity County in Texas, consider joining us live at 8125 U.S. Highway 190 West in Livingston. We have services Sunday at 10 a.m., Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Like us on Facebook, and if you would like to partner with us, check us out online at cotl.life.